0: Thanks, everyone, for joining us today at the Hospitality Hangout. This is a hospitality-focused podcast featuring my friend and partner, the restaurant rabbi, and I, Jimmy Frischling, the finance guy. Let's pass it over to my boy, Shatsy.
1: Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Michael Schatzberg, also known as the uh, restaurant guy, and uh, you can call me Shatsy. Together, we are the personalities behind branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital.
0: This episode is part of our mini-series where we're exploring contactless everything. As we are battling this pandemic and COVID, it's going to be contactless ordering, payments, reservations, and I'm sure we're going to find more areas to be contactless as it relates to the hospitality industry and how we're going to navigate a new means of operating, both for customers as well as for businesses as we battle during and through this COVID crisis.
1: You know, Jimmy, at Branded, on the restaurant side, we've always considered ourselves very early adopters to technology. We always joke about this, uh, aging ourselves a little bit, being in the restaurant space for over 25 years. We always get around that we were one of the first uh, restaurant groups here in New York using open table, Seamless Web. And of course, we were very early adopters to ordering and paying at the table using tablets. Uh, I remember um, back at City Crab back in the day, we... Checked out companies like Cover, Dash, MyCheck. I think even OpenTable had a, uh, a payment solution at one point. But we've always thought that the idea of ordering and paying using your phone was uh, something that we've always embraced. And um, we've got a guest today that I think is really probably one of the smartest people in the space of mobile ordering and paying and this whole thing. So let's get right into it and introduce you to uh, our good friend, Christian Rivadella. We call him uh, Riv, and he's just explained to us that a lot of people call him Riv. So great. So it's Riv, and he is the founder, CIO, and co-founder of SoftPoint. Riv, give us a little uh, background of your personal background, of your space, and a little bit about SoftPoint before we uh, kick off some Q&A.
2: Yeah, with pleasure. By the way, thank you both for uh, letting me join your podcast. I've been listening to all the previous ones you guys have put together. I think what you guys are doing great for not only entrepreneurs out there building new products, but also for, you know, everybody in the restaurant space to weed through the different offerings that they get all day long. I'm one of you guys. I've been in the space for about 30 years. know the hospitality industry. I always say that I probably learned how to make a bed in a hotel first before I knew how to make my own bed in my own room. So my background started in 1988 where I was uh, working for a company called Intercontinental at the time, was one of the highest. Uh, you really are old. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am dated. Um, <laughs> but I sat, I sat in the back of this conference room in 1988 with all these experts from Hughes, satellites with AT&T, with ITT, AOL, and they were talking about how they could basically get network going and get more travel agencies to book more rooms, And out of the blue, I basically raised my hand and told these guys that I think that the future was booking hotel rooms through the AOL network. Of course, being a young child, they all laughed at me and said, that's the craziest thing we've ever heard. But about a month later, I got a call from AOL and they said, well, can you explain what you said in that meeting a little bit more? And I said, listen, I think I could write you guys an interface onto the airline systems, onto the travel agency, onto the hotels where you could actually book a room On an AOL network. Well, today that is what's called an OTA, and 98% of all the hotels in the world use it. It's probably the only way you could book a hotel room. There's still travel agency, but they're far in between. You probably use my product that I created every day, at least not right now when you're not traveling. But before this COVID, probably to do booking.com or Expedia or Hilton.com, you probably use it every day. Retired from that. And then uh, my son graduated from Chapman University in 2011, went to go work for Big Blue, finding his career, and gave me a wake-up call a few months later and said, hey, Dad, why don't we do something together? And that's where basically came to be what SoftPoint is. And SoftPoint started, and the reason why we have so much knowledge in this area, SoftPoint started using that technology we used Mm -hmm. in the booking engine now into payments, and we had understanding on how EMV worked in Europe because we had done systems for the country of Spain, Italy, and Greece, which then turned around and allowed us to now focus on the liability shift that was taking place in the United States and trying to get the United States to use uh, you know, more uh, EMV and contactless types of payments. So that's really my background, how I got here, and what SoftPoint is. Today, it's a company out of Scottsdale, Arizona. There's about 60 of us in the company. Right now, we've told we we're in 48 states already having our technology, and we are merchant advocates. I own personally three hotels, seven restaurants. I believe in merchants. I help merchants even during this COVID. We did everything possible we could to leave the lights on in as many locations as we could help so that they basically can continue to uh, function. So that's that's me.
0: Thanks, Riv. I uh, appreciate that. That was great. Yeah, thanks. You know, uh, your, your intro and, and and some of the 19, late 80s uh, legacy and chat's is going back to some of the branded restaurants, early attempts at pay at the table and whatnot. If I could sing, I was going to break into Barbra Streisand and memories, but, um, but I can't sing, <laughs> so I won't. But I want to get right into it. You know, we think it's important in this important time. We've seen companies that pre-COVID have really been solely reliant on the on-premise business, and Hashem and God bless them. But, the, the, but these companies, and many of them, these restaurants, had to quickly pivot and change their business model and try to earn a place and a seat at the off-premise table. Full disclosure, we are customers, our restaurants of SoftPoint, and we enjoy playing the strategic role with SoftPoint. But you're one of the companies right now that has grabbed the bull by the horns, for lack of an overused cliche, and you've launched a new product and a new initiative really to address some of the headwinds going on in the off premise market as it pertains to payments. So could you talk a little bit about the new product that SoftPoint's bringing to market, and that is TapPoint.
2: Yeah, with pleasure. So yeah, during this COVID, we were, you know, right before COVID, we were all contactless. We were going around the country, putting little terminals everywhere we could. We were dealing with, each, you know, the CTOs and the CFOs at these companies. But during COVID, we just bogged down and, and brought on online ordering and curbside ordering. And when we did that, we brought that out to, you know, mom and pop, as well as enterprise, as well as fine dining places that had never basically used online, really online ordering. So we we were able to help about 800 merchants do that. But even when we did that in this very unfortunate time, the companies now that we're using off premise, we're now getting chargebacks all of a sudden. So we we were racking our brains and we even got merchants that said christian there's no there's no way I'm going to leave the lights on with a very small percentage coming from off premise sales to keep you know to keep us busy when we now at the same time have risk of chargeback so we thought about that and we said well how do we stop that and that's where tap point was created and what we did is we basically used the technologies that are in place right now that the brands basically produce in order to make that mobile payment experience more secure in order to not basically have chargebacks. so top point is really a, what we call contact-free environment. There's no terminals, but at the same time, when we're doing a payment, we're triangulating where the customer's located, we're triangulating where the location's at, and we're getting the MAC address of the phone as well as their cellular connection if possible, so that we could send all that data to the brand. So not only is it just an e-commerce transaction, but it's a more secure mobile payment transaction. And that's really what the birth and the reason for TapPoint was today. And it's become now a very go-to product for everybody who's reopening their stores after this COVID.
1: So let me ask you, we've all traveled to Europe. We've been to, uh, a lot of us have been to Mexico, Canada, what have you. I know I've traveled a lot and, and, In those markets, they've always come to the table with like a little device, plug your credit card in, and that's been going on for years. And in the United States, that's been a slow adoption. I know you guys have been doing that. What's the difference between that that we saw in Europe and your tap point that you're launching here? Because I know I've used you guys for that same European experience domestically here with SoftPoint, but now tap point, how is that different than what we see with these devices coming to the table?
2: Well, listen, how it differs is very simple. Right now, getting those devices costs money. That's the barrier to entry. That's the reason why merchants will not really easily adapt to it. Where in Europe and in other countries, that's something that's given to them by the bank that they're actually processing with. So Uh what we did is we said, wait up a minute, let's leapfrog the Europeans and the EMV process Let's give merchants and customers, now that they've become so accustomed to finding restaurants and ordering on restaurants and paying on their phone, let's give them that same experience that they're Mm -hmm. used to already as a method of payment now when it's in-seat dining and now when it's in-store. So that's really what we've done. We offer a hybrid of what we call contactless Mm -hmm. and contact-free, and by having both of those, You could probably deal with 60% of your customers that now become tech savvy. And then if you still got that other customer that still wants to dip in a card or they got a German card with a pin that basically requires a terminal, now you got the best of both worlds with SoftPoint so that basically you can offer those to your clients.
0: Got it. So I think when we talk about touchless movement or or the movement to touchless and the many new companies that are coming to market with mobile payments, I think one of the primary issues we've got to be mindful of and it is critical to right now, I think the owners, certainly the guests, but the owners more than anyone else is payment security. So what have you seen happen, let's say uh, recently, or I guess certainly in light of COVID, what have you seen happen to protect the guests?
2: So what we got to make sure we do that, and I want to make sure that I send this message out to merchants as that. You already have a merchant service arrangement with a company. You did that. You negotiated that. You may be happy with that person, and that gets you probably the best rate. What you got to do is, regardless if you use SoftPoint or not, make sure that you choose a technology that's going to piggyback on that already relationship you have with your processor. And the reason why I say that is that everything's based on a blended use. So if you have so many online transactions and so many in-store transactions, they basically have a blended use in which to get you a rate. So my recommendation strongly is whoever you use, and TapPoint is one of those products, make sure that they process on your processor because that will give you the highest level of security. Don't try to scream out. Uh, your, your service out to like a square or stripe because that's going to cost you at the end more money. And the whole idea here is not just basically give you a, a functionality that's useful for your clients, but let's not pay too much for that. So on the security side, stick with your processor, make sure you got open 3D on the mobile device that you use, protect your customer's data. Don't allow any system that will take customer data and put it on your point of sale or put it onto any platform, because those are things that basically will cause you headaches later on in the future. And the biggest thing for your customers is to make the experience and the journey as easy as possible.
0: You know, I, I want to stay on the issue of payments, or rather mobile payments and, and protection. I also just want to add that when our restaurants embrace Softpoint, I think one of the things that struck us was just how hospitality-centric you and your team were, Riv. And by that I mean is while so many people had come to us wanting to change our POS, change our processor, if we wanted to get involved with the pay at the table issue, you guys were uniquely offering us anything from keep the processor, keep your POS. You certainly could replace all of it or, or have us change it, but the fact is you made it as frictionless as possible to bring in your software. And that was really something that drove our decision to utilize and leverage SoftPoint. But staying on the on the mobile and, and the payment security, you guys have a contactless kit besides loving that terminology. Could you talk to us and explain to us your contactless kit?
2: Yeah, thank you so much. And by the way, I appreciate that. I mean, we, it takes a lot to be with 11 different processors and doing all the certifications. And yeah, we could marry one technology, but that's not really what this restaurant industry is about. It's about having agnosticity with everything that you do the contact kit is real easy we just made it really simple for people that are not technical to be able to get technology into their business we basically show them quickly how they could get all of their needs for contactless for contact free and of course for the new term that we're putting out there which is byod and basically making that those options really simple where they could check the boxes what they need and at that point, be able to then uh, get what they're looking for, that what their customers need very quickly into their business.
1: I love that. What's BYOD? Yeah. Is that bring your own drink?
2: Yeah. Well, we, you know, nowadays we probably need a drink, but, uh, you know, I, I probably have drank too much over this period. But no, it means bring your own device. And what it is, is actually, and it's in high demand right now, is actually turning your customer and giving them bringing in their own device which everybody's carrying around their phone everybody has their ipad with them whatever it may be it allows them to quickly get into an establishment bring up a qr code and see their menu and then we take it to the next level which is that that merchant wants that customer to also order they could then order from that in-store dining experience and then finally once they're ready to pay they could then use their same little smartphone and they could actually pay on it. So it allows bar tabs, it allows pop up bars, large terraces, and even an in in-seat dining, the ability for now your customers to use their own device in order to basically make any type of menu review, purchase, and any payments. And all of it integrated into the point of sale, and all of it integrated with your merchant services, so you really don't have to disrupt your business at all in order to give your customers what they want. Hey, Shatsy, just make sure your boy K-Man
0: uh, knows that when Riv says, bring your own device, flip phones need not apply. Flip phones aren't gonna <laughs> get it done, but but that's really, that's, a, that's only for a unique audience and, and most of them are Shatsy's friends. Shats, I'm sorry, just go ahead.
2: Well, I, I'm gonna tell you something about flip phones. We do have this thing that we wrote for this pizzeria. There's about 12 of them here in Arizona. They were doing something crazy for years. We've been trying to sell them. They were taking a phone order and as they took a phone order, they were taking credit cards over the phone. And when we saw that, we said to them, listen, this is crazy. So we created this thing called text to pay. And what it is, is when you take that phone order and you hang up, it sends a text to that phone number. And right there, the customer can pay. And when the payment gets done, it shoots it back to the point of sale, and lets you know that that payment's completed. So you could still use your smartphone, Chazie. We we got technology for you as well.
1: So BYOD, bring your own device. I think that's really incredible. And I think it's a great solution in this kind of uh, touchless environment. I think we were headed in that direction anyway. I think we're just leapfrogging maybe five years of technology in three months. So the idea of bringing a device, a waiter coming over to you with a device is kind of going to be gone. And uh, we've been advocating for that for a while. And it's just your phone, which like to your point, we have everyone's. Pretty much has a phone. I know my mom, she's 82, God bless her. She's got her phone. So everyone's got a phone, and you're just going to be using that to order and pay. I think that's great. In New York City, uh, where Jimmy and I are based, and our restaurants are based for the last 25 plus years, takeout and delivery have always been a part of the norm. You know, that's now moved out to the suburbs. And Riv, I know you're out in Arizona. I'll say that's maybe the suburbs a little bit from us here in New York. Do you think that this is going to be? The new normal, like people are really enjoying this idea of curbside pickup, and this will be something that'll be happening in not just the suburbs but cities all around the country and the world.
2: I believe absolutely. Listen, I just talked to the president of a fine dining establishment, a great steakhouse group, and he said to me in a conversation, He said, Christian, we've been for the last 60 days training our customers how to order and manage and even ask for how they want things packaged. So we are now trained these people on how to do this, and it will become part of our business going forward, whether you are casual dining or you're fine dining, I believe it's the new normal.
1: I mean, we, we totally agree with you on that, and we're super excited about it. What are the most effective changes you've seen in mobile payments over the last couple of months?
2: Well, the biggest things that I've seen is that the regulation has basically slowed down, right? The cost... I don't see Visa, MasterCard charging us more for it. I do see a lot of merchant service guys basically taking advantage of the situation. But for the most part, I see I see a more laxed environment in the regulation, which allows this all to take place. What I would hate to see is more chargebacks. So I'll, I'm trying to do everything in my power to help the customer and help the merchants not have those. But those are the biggest changes I've seen, just the softening of the regulation, the softening of the cost. So that basically, on top of all this, we're not hit with the old days where, you know, the, your, your, your monthly fees were, you know, in the 3% and 4% numbers, which basically is, is just outrageous. So I, I see that as a, the biggest change, and I hope that that sticks. And I hope that the fees will start coming down for merchants so that they basically can uh, maybe somehow capitalize a little bit more on their business so they can make their business survive.
0: Well, thanks, Riv. Shats and I joked around uh, last week on our podcast with our guest. And friend Mr. Steve Simone of Bebot, who's been uh, offering mobile ordering for two years now. And we, we asked him where he keeps his crystal ball in order to predict the direction the market was going. While I think people often politely say, we don't mean to put you on the spot, Shatz and I like to pride ourselves on being direct and unfiltered. So we're absolutely going to try to put you on the spot. We ask you to take out your crystal ball and we're going to ask, you know, where do you see restaurants and dining, let's say two years from now, as it relates to technology?
2: Wow uh that's a, that's a hard one but um so i th- i think what's going to happen right now is the following i, I think point of sale systems are going to become obsolete you got to understand these point of sale systems were designed to have terminals right so let's pretend your restaurant has five terminals for five different places where servers and cashiers can go to in order to add tickets well now imagine your dining room floor with 70 80 tables and all 70, 80 tables are now hitting your point of sale system in order to start making transactions. Point of sale was never designed for that, so I think that will be a brand new breed of a point of sale system designed to do heavy transactions. I believe those point of sale systems will be inexpensive, um, you know, very easy to get to, not not require so much hardware, be reliable on a Friday at seven o'clock. Cash register is really going to be dead. I mean. I don't know what use they will have in the future, but those are the real big thing. I think point of sale basically will go away. And then the other thing I do see, if you wanted to ask me, I see a future where there will be a wallet and customers and merchants will share that wallet. And instead of everything going through credit cards, which seems to be the you know, 80% or 90% of the way that you take your revenue, I think it will be more driven through inexpensive methods which are like ACH or transfers or debit card or even gift cards which will then reduce the cost of making transactions as compared to trying, trying to do everything in surcharging like people are doing in cash discount. I think a I think an ultra wallet environment that's cheaper to process for merchants and easier to use by consumers is the future that we basically will all be looking at hopefully soon.
1: Is it fair to say that, I mean, based on what you're talking with mobile payments and mobile ordering, that your phone becomes the point of sale Yeah. and you just put your order in, you pay, you know, you're using your, your Apple pay, your Google wallet, whatever it may be. And you're just using your phone and, and, and there's just a a KDS in a kitchen or a bar. That's it.
2: Yeah. Shats, I see it that easy because remember your point of sale system is so integral into your business right now. But if I could get reporting and I could get RDS and I could get all the phone orders and I could get curbside and I could get in-seat dining and I could even get my server to use that same method in order to do it, there's really no need for the heavy expenditure and the cost of supporting the point of sales today. And that's why yeah, I see my future being totally adapting to that.
1: Yeah. And I suspect, I just know that we've seen like the wireless technology get faster and faster, which has helped these cloud-based systems grow because, you know, I remember again, dating myself a little bit, you know, our old legacy point of sale was all hardwired. It didn't use any internet. It was just all hardwired to make sure it was efficient. But I suspected that 5G coming through, is just going to be super powerful. I don't know that you know more than me, but they're saying ten times faster, hundred times faster. You probably know, and I suspect you know if I'm in a restaurant environment with this five G coming out, and using the phone, it's going to be you know the the whole internet problem or wireless and what kind of speed you have is is going to be moot.
2: Well, I'm with you one hundred percent. That's the future. I believe that's that's my that's my crystal ball prediction. Because that's just the way that the consumer now wants to move forward. And keep in mind, even in fine dining, yes, there's a time to shut off the phone, and I get that. But hey, there's no reason why the merchant couldn't offer a terminal, or then you still have the server as a backup to basically help out that particular table with their needs. So a hybrid is the way, but the need for point of sale, I think in the next two years will go away.
1: Yeah, I
0: agree. I literally just heard—I um, uh, don't know how many toast POS investors just hit the ground. I think <laughs> I felt the—I think I felt the earth shake. But I digress. Ray, you've been sharing a lot with us, and we appreciate it. And certainly uh, taking a shot at the crystal ball, which I find not only interesting, but I believe you are in fact um, anticipating where the puck is going, as the legendary Mr. Gretzky would say. What general advice do you have for restaurants? That are offering mobile payments for the first time they're moving into the space what general advice do you have for this crew
2: i say go for it as fast as you can Pe- people are going to be germophobic. they're going to basically decide whether they want to go to your establishment or not based on your principles get out of harm's way get out of scope stop taking credit cards that you actually take possession of stop swiping cards which are costing you more money Yeah, it may be a little bumpy to understand, and maybe it's a little bit more technical than you thought, but at the end of the day, it's very, very simple. And um, my recommendation is you do it as quickly as you can for your business so that you could adapt to the new normal.
1: Riv, we're going to, we got a new uh, little segment on our uh, podcast called the Branded Quickfire. Don't get nervous, but we're going to throw out a couple of quickfire questions, lightning round, we like to call it. Don't think too hard, real quick answers. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. When this is all over, this COVID crisis, what is the first restaurant or bar that you can't wait to revisit?
2: Oh, wow. That's a good one. I, I say Postio, five course meal, and uh, no cell phones. And, and where is that? That's in New York.
1: Oh, Post? Oh, Hotel Posto. Okay. <laughs> Here you
2: go. I need to be served.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I'm ready and, for uh, it. Tonight. Where are you ordering delivery from tonight?
2: You know what, guys? I, I hate to say it, during this whole period, I actually gave uh, an online ordering app to my wife, and I could send her messages of what I want. So I'm actually, uh, I'm going to be sending her an order of what I want for tonight. She's, she's my, she's my go-to, uh, you know, online ordering service.
1: What service is she using?
2: No, she's using SoftPoint. I'm oh, telling you, I gave you. her <laughs> I text. You know, we've gotten to a point where we're even texting each other. We work so much and I've texted her, i have text her, it's like, "Tonight chicken," and then she'll text back and, "How do you want that?" And so, uh, "But tonight, tonight I'm not using any online ordering uh or delivery service."
1: Excellent. We appreciate that. Cool ranch or nacho cheese? <laughs>
2: Funny. Cool ranch.
1: I agree. First concert Rib ever went to.
2: Wow, you're dating me, man. Uh Van Halen. I had long hair back then. Oh,
1: was that name. 19- <laughs> Very long hair <laughs> 1984 tour or is that even earlier than that
2: even earlier man like 1981 or something like that
1: Jimmy was still in uh, I think sixth grade just about if you were to challenge Jimmy or I to a game of monopoly, who would you have the better odds of beating?
2: You know, shots. I think I, I think I could beat you, man. I've seen Jimmy do. Of Jimmy, course I see, you, Of course, I, it's always me. I see Jimmy do numbers. The guys, the, the guy's a maniac with those things. I'm sure he'll take up places on that board. We would never thought our our dice would hit. Yes. yes. So I'm gonna go with you, man. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, <laughs> and I agree. You, I, you pick me. And you pick. But, then, but then again, in checkers. Man, I I got Jimmy beat, he overthinks too. (laughs) I think that's how we do
0: it. I will simply agree with Rib's point and many of the quick fire answers he gave. I'm a cool ranch guy myself. The Police was my uh, first concert. And yes, I think Riv would have a tougher time beating me, Monopoly, than you, Shadzi. But listen, in all sincerity, we appreciate Riv you joining us today on the podcast, on our Hospitality Hangout. We value and appreciate your insights and all the hard work you and your team do to truly support the hospitality industry and currently all the hungry quarantiners during this uh, most challenging and difficult time. If anyone would like to learn more about SoftPoint, we encourage you to visit their website at softpointcloud.com. That's softpointcloud.com. And again, we think it's a tremendous company, great people and really allies to the hospitality industry. To our listeners, we of course want to thank you as always for taking the time to tune in and check us out. We know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and we appreciate that you choose to hang out with us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. You don't miss out on our upcoming exciting guests that we'll continue to have as we try to bring insights and some you know thought-provoking issues to the market. And even better yet, why don't you invite a friend uh, to hang out with us next time. So Jimmy Frischling, as your resident finance
1: guy, I'm signing off, and my boy, Shatzi. I am the uh, restaurant guy, Shatzi, signing off. Thanks again for joining us on the Hospitality Hangout. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: Cheers.